0: Hey, welcome back to Tuesday Take, where we sit down and take a deeper look into this week's teaching.
1: Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Take. I'm sitting here with Pastor
0: James. How are you? Doing great, Shane. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing great. It was a good day. Um, I woke up pretty early uh, because of the rain, and then I went right back to sleep because of the rain, and Mm -hmm. it was just a good day. It is a good day. Did you do anything fun this morning? Anything adventurous? Get out and run fifteen miles or anything? I
0: got up and ran this morning. So That's good. Got up, That's went good. to it was raining, so I went and got on the treadmill this morning and just rat race, man. Just just getting it in.
1: Man, look at you go. Look at you go. Everything good this week so far? Yeah, I'm trying to think what's... We're two days, three days in.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Cooked some uh, smoked shredded beef last night for tacos. That was pretty good. And then I think tonight I'm doing smoked chicken wings. Man. So, off on a roll.
1: That sounds like it. Look, for the very few people that listen to this, I'm just kidding. There's probably a lot. There's probably a couple thousand. The masses. Yeah. Um, Do you want to give us your address so we can come taste the wings tonight? Do we need to bring our own wings? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's the story here? Yeah,
0: Kirsten did because we were talking about wings tonight. And so she was like, Hey, should we just go buy wings? You know, just like, and I was like, Well, we could, it's going to be way cheaper if I just make them make myself. True. So
1: that's very true. You're going to like, we're I'm going to do a like, couple different flavors tonight. You're doing like big, like big wings or like wings that you'd find somewhere like a, a shop that you like Buffalo Wild wings or. Yeah, I'll you know, probably get like them from that.
0: Brooksters. I do have some big, like. Uh, chicken drums, you know, that are bigger. Um, I'll probably do those a certain flavor. I think I'm going to do those like lemon pepper. I have Ooh. some lemon pepper seasoning, so I'm going to try that.
1: I, are, y'all, are y'all like the buffalo or like hot or anything like that? I've been kinda? doing this
0: one. Of course, I, I need to be careful saying this because I'm a pastor, but there's this new uh, barbecue bourbon Pull wing. Pull up,
1: dog. Pull up, man. Pull up.
0: <laughs> and it's really good. Um, <laughs> but, hey, anybody listening, it cooks out. So It cooks out. It cooks out. Just like
1: – that was always – I remember <laughs> as a kid – we would always eat bread pudding with rum sauce. And I remember being like, but we, like, dad works at a church. Why are we doing this? Yeah. And that
0: was, yeah. It cooked so it, It's probably some of the best. I mean, it's, they are. They're awesome. So I'm, I'm going to need to cook some for the office and bring them up one day. Some.
1: Yeah, for sure. Some
0: barbecue yeah. bourbon wings. Just empty promises. It's not. <laughs> it's not empty promises, man. I'm going to make it happen, dude. Oh, well,
1: man. Uh, Jumping into some questions, um, we're, we're stepping into some parables. Uh, we're about to be in, in a parable section of the book of Matthew. As we continue in them, us as a church body, as we're coming, how should we approach these passages? Because I think that we've heard parables all our lives. We talked about a little earlier. A lot of the parables probably we've heard has been in Luke. But some of these we've probably heard, and even like this week, it's always been about like the message It's always been like how you do this. And it's never about like the person that's like never about the soil. And so like, is there any way that you would recommend for us as church members? Like you probably have heard these a lot, whatever, how how should, how should we approach these as, as, as congregants?
0: Um, I think, you know, one of my, my first thoughts, and I think I mentioned it briefly Sunday, but like, don't miss the forest for the trees. And so, I think one is, like, there's usually typically one main driving point that he's trying to make about about the kingdom, about either character of the kingdom, something specific about the kingdom, those who are a part of the kingdom. And so I think the big thing is, like, don't miss that one point, you know. And usually they only have one point. Some, some may have a couple, but typically it's, like, one main idea of, like, here's why I'm teach, telling this story to emphasize this truth. And so I think that's one of the things for us is just to really, like, what's the main point. Because, I mean, I know this passage, you brought it up, is that tip of this passage is used like for evangelism. And it, it is evangelistic passage because I think it does help us to understand as you sow seeds, as you or as you share the gospel, people will respond differently. But usually the emphasis is placed on sowing. that's I think that's a part of it that we can pull out. And we mentioned it briefly. Um, but that's not the main point that Jesus is trying to make. So I think that's kind of one of the things that we can you know, do as we're listening to parables, studying parables is, you know, hey, let's pull out the main point Jesus is trying to make and then let's focus on that. How do we apply that, you know, how does that apply to our life, you know, questions or maybe some practical things. So I'd say I'd say that'd be my one thing for for us, you know, is don't miss the main main point of it.
1: Absolutely. Um talking about this, you know, what you showed Sunday was that the emphasis of the story is the soil that the seed falls on meaning the heart of the person that hears. I think there's two extremes that we can take this to right away. Um, One that says, I have to know everything because if I don't, then I can't convince this person to follow Jesus. Or the other extreme saying, I can know a little bit or I can know a lot. So it doesn't really matter about the knowledge that I have. If they're going to respond, they're going to respond. I don't feel like either one of those are right. So what is the right way to approach this?
0: Yeah, so I think I think there's a balance in between that, you know, because one of the things I thought of is that sometimes we can, even as a, a a pastor, or I think even on the person sharing the gospel or having gospel conversations with people, is you can begin to think that it's it all hinges on you, you know, that all, all of this is just hinging on my ability to share the gospel. And of course, I said it Sunday, you have Jesus who's sharing the gospel, and yet people didn't respond to him. So the problem's not Jesus. The problem's not the the message of salvation the issues with the people's hearts. So I think that's a good reminder for us, maybe to take some pressure off. Um, we talked about our home groups, and I think it's in First, uh, First Corinthians um, 2, 3, 4, somewhere in there, is that Paul makes this comment of like, I planted, Apollos watered, but it's God who gave the increase. And so the point is, you know, we all have different roles to play, but it's really God who really brings the increase, or grows the seed in people's hearts. And so it's, so i think i think it's good to remind that not to put all the pressure on us or that can discourage us if we're you know because we think our success is if how the people respond we can't make people respond and so that maybe hopefully takes some pressure off but i think on the flip side we you, i think you can't go to the other extreme and say well it doesn't matter uh, you know i don't have yeah. to know everything and yet i think we don't have to know literally everything but i think we also we need we need to understand the gospel so that we're communicating you know well i don't I don't want to like make people doubt themselves, but it could be people aren't responding because they're not hearing the true gospel. So, yeah. you know, we want to make sure we're clear with here's the call of Jesus, um, or even like well, you know, what we've walked through already in the gospels is like sometimes maybe cultural Christianity has made the call to the gospel and the call to Jesus is this maybe it's not a full full gospel of like what it's like here's everything we're talking about, you know, and so I think it is important for us as we share the gospel, have gospel conversation, we need to have a good understanding of the gospel, you know. So I think there's got to be some balance in there. We need a good understanding. We need to know God's Word to communicate it. But we don't need to put so much pressure to think, oh, I have to know every single Roman road verse from memory. I mean, even that's good to know, but, like, we put so much pressure on us in thinking that really the only way people come to Jesus is my presentation, my... Yeah. um, And that's not true either.
1: Absolutely. You know. So... You, you talked about there's four hearts, the blind heart, the superficial heart, the worldly heart, and the humble heart. And you broke those down Sunday. How did you come up with the names for these out of that passage?
0: Some was from some commentaries I'd read that kind of, it, I don't know if it was the exact same names, but it kind of was kind of naming different people. And so I kind of thought that, and then I kind of started thinking through each heart. And so a lot of it was just kind of pulling out from what the passage says and hopefully hopefully it was helpful for people to be like, oh, is, this is this person's blind, you know, and we read the one from First Corinthians, or Second Corinthians 4-4, the God of this world has blinded their eyes, so that, that's that first one, you know, the superficial, you know, um, and I was thinking about, you know, of course I guess you can see all hearts in people, but to me I thought the superficial and the worldly heart probably embody a lot of what maybe exists in the church, you know. Um, obviously the goal is we want to have a humble heart, um, but that there you can see, I think you see people that respond to the God, you know, they're excited, they're all this kind of stuff, and then sometimes you never see people ever come back ever, you know. And so I think that, or the worldly heart of, like, I just want the things of the world, but also I don't want to go to hell. And so you see that exist a lot in cultural Christianity. And so, but I think we all fit in, in these some some way, and the hope is is that we have the hearts that's humble, you know, that have humbly responded. Yeah. And I think that's why it's called the humble heart um, is it's the people that, you know, because it does take humility to listen, to say, I'm going to listen to what God has to say. Like I'm going to hear, you know, I'm not going to respond in arrogance or pride. I'm going to hear, I am a sinner. I do need Jesus. And so the hope is that we we do have, we we approach God's word and what he has to say to us with humility. um, And we say, well, I'm going to take him at his word and respond to it, you know, and, and to see it's a gift from God that God reveals himself to us and that we can, Respond in, in faith, you know, to what he says. Absolutely.
1: Uh man, do you have any additional thought from Sunday or additional thought on on the
0: hearts or or anything? Um Not really. I mean I I know I probably should have some additional thoughts. Um, um not really. You know, I think the other the only main is and we didn't touch on it a lot was the the reasonings behind why he sh- you know talked about parables and I think that's kind of I think it's difficult for us I don't really necessarily have a the perfect answer but I think that's kind of difficult for us to see is that Jesus told parables also as a, a sign of judgment for people, you know. They basically like you're not going to understand these, you know. And I think when you hear that you're like, "Well, I thought he wanted everybody to understand." And yes, he does want all people to come to repentance. Um and to faith in Christ, but to see that they're also, you know, that these people respond to unbelief and because they're, it did blind them from being able they didn't really hear. And so, and then of course he gets in the parable of, I think, demonstrating that of like why, why people aren't, you know, understanding, you know, what, what Jesus is doing, what he's teaching, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: Absolutely. Well, man, moving to the last question of the day, the know your pastor portion of the podcast um usually, uh, for you listening, usually I don't let Pastor know what I'm going to ask
0: him. But today I did. So that means I should have a good answer today. So you should have a good
1: answer. I'm just going to let everybody know about that one. But, uh, James, how did you know that Kirsten
0: was the one for you? I just knew, man. I just knew. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for... <laughs> <laughs> now, well, I mean, yeah, I, I did just know. I, and, I, of course, I think we were, as it may sound, I think we were more... Like I think we we got to the point when we started kind of dating. I think we we had dated before, obviously all that, and I think this was kind of a very like, hey, we we entered into it very with the intention of like, hey, if we're doing this, we'd kind of had a big talk beforehand of like, hey, are we are we on the same page? Is this something that we can, you know, we're getting older. We we don't want to just date just for the sake of dating. And so I think a lot of it was obviously we had the same pursuits. We both wanted the same things um, from Christ, family. You know, there's just a lot of things. We are very different people, and if you know Kirsch and I, we are we're probably opposites. I mean, in a lot of ways, um, and so we're not. We definitely don't have the same personality. Um, we are different, but I think there was this commonality of of following Jesus and what we both kind of wanted out of life, ministry, family, and so I think for both of us, I think it was that thing of hey let's do this thing together you know yeah so what about you and kelly man what
1: man i knew probably on our second date that i was gonna marry kelly
0: did you tell her uh, on the second
1: date i i was terrified i I was like this will probably scare off that probably <laughs> yeah, that's a good
0: call that's good. if you're listening and you you're dating someone i, I wouldn't lead with that yeah hey Hi, you're, my gonna name be, is blah, you're gonna you're <laughs> gonna get my, married <laughs> <laughs> like, may not be the best place to start
1: there uh no for me and kelly man like Kind of the same. Uh, I had been in a relationship, was single for about a year, year and a half, and really have been like in that year and a half been praying, you know, God, like, I've tried this my way and and just, you know, looking and seeing what I think a, a biblical wife should be um, and, when I first met Kelly it's a fun story uh, I met Kelly at a church camp and uh I told you her your cross group, camp cross camp man okay. bringing people together man. Dylan and Natalie also man. cross camp so just
0: the 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 camp man I'm telling just, you
1: just has that ability to do that you go for the Lord leave married so hey I mean but uh I definitely I told her home group this story a few weeks ago and uh I'm not I'm not proud of it, it? necessarily. Um, The guitar I was playing, I play in the band uh, with Miss June and Mr. Danny's nephew, Michael Young, at Cross Camp. And uh, the guitar I played at the time had like this super glossy finish, which means it's just really shiny. And this really cute girl would sit about five rows back, and so at different points in the night, this is terrible. This is terrible. Different so points. You weren't even like worshiping uh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I was. It was just like in the in between, like whenever okay. they are setting up for games. You would the shine it in I would, and I.
0: She was just mesmerized. I
1: that's a word that you probably shouldn't use. Like, there's one that she just, I remember, like, angrily Now I know that look. But, like, in the moment, I was like, oh, maybe that's flirty. I don't know. It was not flirty. She was very upset. Like, why uh, is this guitar player yeah. flashing this? What is this dude doing? Oh, my gosh. And so, um I just thought she was really cute, saw her on camp a few times. Uh, they do this really gross thing called mass mess at cross camp. Uh, and that is the worst of mine, part of camp. It really is gross. A buddy of mine was like, hey, she can hold her stuff. And I was like, oh, crap, it's that girl. And I just dropped my stuff in her lap and, like, ran across a field. And when she looked up, she's like – her part of the story is like, you were, like, 30 yards from me, like, on a dead sprint. And I was like, well, I was embarrassed. And then uh, just the Lord worked. Mm. Had to have. Yeah,
0: had to have, man. That's obstacles to overcome. <laughs>
1: But I definitely I saw characteristics of what I saw to be a, a fantastic helper in ministry, and that she has been. Mm. And so I'm very, very thankful for Kelly. If you're listening to this, Kel, I love you. Mm. And so I, I'm not making wings tonight, but I'll make something. Don't worry. Mm. <laughs>
0: That's what I have, to Carson. You know, I love, I appreciate you, and my my way to show it is just cooking meat.
1: Hey, man know. it's it's a it's a version of a love language. I'm I don't
0: sure. think that's her, – her love language is not that, for sure. She, yeah. She's like, are we seriously eating meat again? <laughs> <laughs> like, are, we, are you seriously smoking something else? Yes. I got to try something new.
1: See, see so, that's, that's a thing in my house, too. Not smoking meat, but mine is like guitar. Like, like you'll play a new song for her to impress her? I was 12 years old when I started learning how to play guitar, and I thought I would get girls, and I just got good at guitar. That's really mm. what I got. And so –
0: she didn't uh. like sit in your lab and just like just like Shane. This is the most beautiful song ever.
1: So, as a child and growing up and dating in high school and college and stuff, when a when a girl would oh you're a guitar player, wow that's so cool. Um, at this point in my life as a 29 year old, if I pull the acoustic out and Kelly has a remote in her hand, it's usually met with like a you're not you're not really about to play, are you? Like because I thought we were gonna watch TV. <laughs> and 12 year old Shane is just. Befuddled, he doesn't understand this. But
0: yeah, I'll, I mean, I'm I'm not a guitar player, so I don't know. But I always thought that was a super cheesy move to pluck your guitar and sing to a girl. Well, you know, <laughs> it's but obviously, obviously, got. girls like that. So you know, hey, look, to each his own. You know, That's very, so.
1: very true, very true. Uh, but it's fun. There's times where Kevin will be like, hey, go get your guitar, and I'm sure there's times where Kirsten's like, why don't you go fire pit
0: grill? <laughs> usually not. That's usually not the thing. But you know.
1: Uh.
0: It is what it is.
1: I just look at, like, Dwayne Strickland, who is, like, a good combo of both of us. And I'm just wondering, like, is Mandy like, hey, why don't you go fire pack grill and grab a guitar in the process? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I hope so, Dwayne, if you're listening. <laughs> but, well, man, thanks for uh, thanks for sitting down and answering some questions. Uh, excited to be jumping into the parables, man, and, and, and really getting a different look on some things and, and learning some different things with this. And thank you for listening to another episode of Tuesday Tech.